Thursday, this past Thursday, July 20th, was that great and wonderful feast of the holy prophet Elijah, who was taken up in a fiery chariot into heaven. And it was quite something to me as a young man who loves space travel that it was on that day in 1969 that Neil Armstrong set foot on the moon. I was a young boy and at that time really didn't want to sit in front of TV. It was summer out. I wanted to be outside. But my dad said, you're going to sit down here and watch this. I'm so glad he did. He recognized the historical significance of what happened. Imagine in 1969 with the technology they had, what we have in our cell phones is so much greater than they, well, maybe they would hope for, but they didn't have it at the time. And yet they put a man on the moon. 104 years after the end of the Civil War, only 100 years earlier, the Civil War had just ended, and we put a man on the moon. With, to us this day, archaic technology. To them in the day, it was cutting edge. They were committed to do this, the men and women. In fact, if the movie Hidden Figures has any historical accuracy, they made a comment twice in the movie that the math hadn't even been invented yet to make it all work. They had conviction and they had perseverance. They were going to do it. Somehow, by golly, they were going to do it. And they persevered even in the spite of setbacks. If you remember, those of us who are old enough, Apollo 1 caught fire. And three men, Gus Grissom, Ed White, and I think it was Robert Chaffee, perished in the fire. Well, they didn't say, okay, that's it. I guess we don't belong in space. No, they kept going. And they pushed through until that great day that it happened. How does this fit in with the gospel? In our gospel today, the second gospel reading, you know, we've had 11 baptisms now so far this year, so you would have missed 11 gospel readings for the Sundays and heard the same gospel, which was the first one read, 11 times. We had to have a second gospel today. So in the, in the gospel, you heard Jesus coming from one place and going to his home, going to a house, and there was two blind men. And these blind men yelled out, Son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus just kept walking. Kind of odd. Think about it. When the ten lepers were off at a distance, and remember wherever Jesus was, there was a crowd, they yelled out, Jesus, son of David, or actually it was Jesus' master, have pity on us, and Jesus stopped and healed them. Blind Bartimaeus on the way when Jesus was going from Jericho to Jerusalem the last time. Bartimaeus yells up, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stops and heals him. But not this time. This time, Jesus just walks right on by. And so we know how human nature is. They probably kept shouting out. Bartimaeus did. And they kept telling him to be quiet, but he shouted out all the more. So we can imagine that these two blind men did the same thing. But Jesus just as if he ignored them and walked right into the house. Now those two men could have said, well, that's it for us. Let's go home. No. 
they marched right in the house behind him. And Jesus then would ask him, what do you have me to do? And they said, we want to see. And he said, be healed according to your faith. And they were healed. They had conviction that Jesus could do it, and they persevered to the point that he did it. In Luke, he tells us something out about this conviction and perseverance. He tells us a story. He's actually, he's talking to the people. He says, maybe one of you had somebody come that was suddenly in the middle of the night. Somebody showed up, guests. You had nothing to offer them. That was a sign of hospitality back then. So you would go to your neighbor and bang in the middle of the night on the neighbor's door and say, hey, I need something, some bread to give my guests that came unexpectedly in the middle of the night. And the neighbor would say, no, my children, my wife and I are in bed. We can't get up to give you anything. And Jesus would go on to say, but the neighbor wouldn't get up just because you're a friend. He would get up because of your perseverance because he knew you would keep knocking until he got what he wanted. And Jesus would go right on after that and say, he who seeks, find. He who asks, is give. it's given. And he who knocks, the door is open. Conviction and perseverance you can see it throughout the gospel. And that's the manner of life we are to live. Now, I say all this because we are preparing for pilgrimage season. Our own pilgrimage at St. Pantelemon this coming week, and the pilgrimage of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Lacey in August. Many people seem to have this notion that when you go to something, you just go to the big event. I had someone this week, I met them on a walk, and they said, we heard about it. I'm just going to come such and such a day because that's the big day. And I says, no, that thinking is foreign to the East. It's just not one big day. You come to all of them. When you go to a doctor and you have a heart problem, the doctor is not going to just give you one thing and say, just take this one thing one time and your heart's going to be perfect. You never have to do anything again. What does he do? He gives you a, a dietary regimen, an exercise regimen, you know, maybe pharmaceutical regimen. And you do this time and time again. It's just a not one-time deal. You do it for the rest of your life. You persevere in it. And the same is in our coming to Christ, beseeching Him for the healing of souls and bodies in our lives. When we come to the pilgrimages, whether it's this one or in Lacey or whatever pilgrimage, you go to them all because it's a collective effort. One builds upon the other. They go hand in hand. We go with conviction and we go with perseverance. Beseeching a God for our needs and the needs of our neighbors. It's just not a one-time deal and you've got everything you need. Jesus tells us clearly in the Gospels, both with these two blind men today, and the story of, of the neighbor that had guests that arrived at the night and they needed something to give them, they persevered and they were given what they needed. I ask you to reflect on that in your life. We come here Sunday after Sunday, and there's a collective feeding and growing in our spiritual growth in this. And that's why it's important to bring Tecla Marie to all the services throughout her life so she can grow 
one day after another, building upon what she received earlier. And the same is in our pilgrimages, Pantaleon, or our pilgrimage, Our Lady Perpetual Health, or wherever you're going. It's an all-in endeavor. And we gain something. Maybe we gain something the first night that helped build for the next night, that helped build for the next morning. That's how we see it in the East. The services are for us, not for the world. They're for us, and so the world can wait while I take care of my own spiritual and physical needs. You go to the doctor, you follow the doctor's prescriptions, and you got a really good chance of being healthy for the rest of your life. You come to the liturgical services in our life, you be consistent and persevere, and you've got an excellent chance of being healthy, spiritually healthy the rest of your life, forming you into the stature of Christ. We learned a lot from those astronauts 48 years ago Thursday through their conviction and perseverance. Let us show God our own conviction. Let us show him our perseverance.